So this afternoon, we'll hear God's Word proclaimed under this theme, Gossip versus Gospel. That's how we'll summarize, and that's the title of the message, Gossip versus Gospel. We'll see, first of all, to keep your tongue from speaking gossip, and secondly, to use your tongue to speak the gospel. So first of all, then, keep your tongue from speaking gossip. Our catechism uses that word, gossip. What is gossip? It's an old English word that comes from two words, and one of them is God, and the other one is sibling. And the point here is that it's a relative. Someone who is related to you. That word started to mean, at a certain point, any familiar acquaintance who generally you would get together to talk with. Then the word began to mean to engage in familiar or idle talk. And then finally, it took on the meaning of trifling talk or groundless rumor. So you see how this word has developed. The word gossip is a word that means trifling talk, groundless rumor. Scriptures use words like slander, whispering, lying lips, false reporting. The Scriptures say a gossiper is a person who has privileged information about people and proceeds to reveal that information to those who have no business knowing about it, whether it's true or whether it isn't true. It's harmful information about a person and thus is often spoken in whispering tones, with a low voice, with the implication that such information is not widely known and therefore should presumably be kept secret. Gossip is distinguished from positive information, upbuilding information, in two ways. First of all, the intent. What is the intent behind speaking gossip? The goal of gossip is not to build others up, but to build the self up. So it's a very selfish kind of speaking. It's a very me first, love myself kind of talking. The intent is to make others look bad, to tear others down, so as to make myself look better. And then secondly, the kind of information that is shared. Gossipers will focus on faults and failings of others, or even reveal potentially embarrassing or shameful details regarding the lives of others without that person's knowledge or approval.
And the point here is it's not even necessarily the person's intent to harm. But the truth is it is still gossip. In 1 Timothy 3 verse 11, there's a word used there that our translation has as slanderer. And this, this really teaches us what, what is really going on here. The translation is slanderer. Their word in the original is a word that means devilish or devil. The word is actually diabolus. So it's, it's about diabolical talk. It's referring to a person who is engaging in slander or malicious talk. So we already considered that the intent of gossip is, is to build the self up and to make others look bad. Why is that happening? It's because of our sinful nature. In Romans chapter 1, we read this. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness and evil and covetousness and malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. So I read these words for a couple of reasons. First of all, in the context, as I said, gossip and slander is rooted in a sinful human nature. But secondly, and that, and that is also what I wanted to, to bring out, is consider the company that gossiping and slandering has. Words we have read like murder, um, foolishness, heartlessness, ruthlessness. That, that's the seriousness of gossip, brothers and sisters. Paul is revealing how because of our sinful human nature, we become lawless. And, and Paul is writing here how because of these things, including gossip and slander, God is pouring out His wrath on those who reject His law. Gossip and slander is, is coming from those who are turning away from God's instruction and guidance who are being given over to their sinful natures. Coming out of our sinful nature is also the sin of idleness. And we will see that idleness and gossip are closely related. In 1 Timothy 5, 
verse 3 of verse 13, there is the matter of the widow. And Paul cautions the widows against entertaining the habit of gossip and of being idle. In that particular context, Paul is describing a number of widows as gossips and busybodies saying things they ought not to. Because they had nothing to do, because they were spending a lot of time in each other's homes, because they were working closely with others, they heard and observed situations which became the subject of talk and became distorted as they were being repeated over and over. Proverbs 20 verse 19 indicates that idle hands are tools of the devil. God cautions against allowing idleness in our lives. We read in Proverbs 20 verse 19, Whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with a simple babbler. That means... We need to be careful when we are sitting in the lunchroom or around the campfire. These can be good places to build up and encourage, but they can also be perfect breeding grounds for gossip. Gossip is a sign that we're not active. And we're also not active in our faith and in our lives. Beloved, when we're busy, and we know that, when we're busy, when we're involved in things, we don't have time to gossip. We don't have time to get wrapped up in someone else's life. Gossip is bred out of boredom. It can start as a simple conversation about people, but it can easily escalate. And the Bible clearly tells us that we shouldn't be Busy discussing other people's lives, but busy in service to our King. An important element when we talk about gossip is the consequence. Gossips and slanders, Proverbs 16 says, separate close friends. And we know of this this kind of experience, don't we? That we can be friends with someone, and then something is said that is harmful. Something can be said with a not-so-nice of an intent, and then suddenly a friendship, a fellowship can be ruined. What started as a little bit of news, a little bit of gossip, caused and led to anger and bitterness and pain. And when such people are confronted, they deny those allegations and answer with excuses and rationalizations. Rather than admitting wrongdoing, they blame others and minimize the seriousness of it. Simply put, gossip and slander has the potential to ruin a person, to ruin a reputation for life. And indeed, and we read that in Romans 1, that one of the vices that accompanies gossip and false witness is murder. Gossip 
can kill. Literally. Think of Ahab and how he was able to attain Naboth's vineyard. Think of Judas Iscariot and how it led, his words led to Jesus' death. The bottom line is, brothers and sisters, keep your tongue from speaking evil. Do not gossip. So what do we do then? Well, God's Word and our catechism echoes that. We should live the gospel. In the place of gossip should be gospel. First of all, let's find comfort in the gospel. Gospel even sounds a lot like it. And that's helpful to remember, but we should realize it's the pretty well the exact opposite of what gossip is. Gospel comes from the old English, English word, good spell, good story. The Greek is evangelion, and that, that means good news or good message, and, and we know the English word evangelize from that word. Gospel is the good story, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our Heavenly Father, brothers and sisters, also through the ninth commandment, is commanding us to spread that story, the story of Jesus. He sent His Son to this world to bring about the forgiveness of our sins, to bring about change in us and in this world. Jesus even died even because of the shameful false witness of others, He died to take away our sins. Jesus is the truth and the way and the life. No one comes to the Father but by Him. So the first thing we want to know and remember this afternoon regarding gossip is that when we have been involved in it, when we have sinned with gossip, when we think about what we have said about others, let's remember the gospel. Let's go on our knees. Let's ask God for forgiveness. Let's apologize to those we have harmed. And let's do everything we can to restore the reputation of those we've harmed. And where we have been harmed by gossip of others, let's find comfort in the gospel, in the promise of the renewal of this world and the restoration of all things. That we should seek to forgive others. That we should seek to live like Christ. And that we can know that one day God will restore everything. Not just our bodies, not just our minds and hearts, not just our souls, but also our reputations. The gospel indeed comforts, the gospel builds up, the gospel kills gossip. And then, second, if you catch yourself falling into gossip, God wants us to stop. Think about it. 
if you don't pass on gossip, what will happen? That gossip will have nowhere to go. It says in Proverbs 26 that without wood, a fire goes out. And so without gossip, a quarrel dies down. Proverbs 11 says, A trustworthy man keeps a secret. Those who guard their tongues keep themselves from calamity. Proverbs 21. So stop, brothers and sisters. Simply stop it. Guard your tongues and refrain from the sinful act of gossip. In Lord's Day 33, we understand that true conversion means to flee from, to hate sin. And that means then, uh, looking to Lord's Day 43, true conversion will mean fleeing from gossip and hating it. Third, when we are faced with statements of others, about others, we must check out the facts. For example, if we hear something about someone, we can challenge that, first of all, about those who are, from those who are speaking about others. We might even go to the person involved to confirm or to deny that those rumors. And if we don't feel comfortable about talking, uh, talking to a person themselves, and, and there can be many circumstances where that is a, a legitimate problem, then talk to a parent, talk to a pastor, talk to an elder in order for this matter to be resolved. Getting someone to help in a serious situation is not gossip as long as the information stays with you and them. If your intention is to help a person and promote the truth and seek the glory of God, then that is okay. Then it's good to talk about others. In football or soccer, you have timeouts. Let's exercise timeouts in our conversations when we hear what we perceive to be gossip. Let's just simply say, time out. I'm not sure we should be having this conversation. I don't mean to be critical, but I'm not sure. We need to do the courageous thing, brothers and sisters. If we don't know the facts, let's stop right there. And if those facts are harmful, let's talk to the right people. And what should we do instead of gossip? Beloved, if you want to avoid gossip, focus on making helpful and encouraging statements. Make sure that the things you say have something to build on. Ephesians 4.29 says, build one another up. 
Tell about the good that Christ is doing in people's lives. Promote their honor and reputation whenever you can and may. Be motivated by love and not by hate. Love is at the heart of the ninth commandment. Love for your neighbor. In 1 Peter 4, verse 8, it says, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. The Bible says, use your tongue for good. And that means talk with God. So use your tongue to pray. And while you're praying, loving God, pray for others. Love on them. You know, it's amazing, brothers and sisters, when you just pray for other people, when you think about others who are suffering or you think about others who have hurt you, if you just pray for them, it's amazing how you feel about them. It's amazing how you're able to love them still. So talk with God. Talk and praise God and pray for others. And then finally, speak the Word. Use your tongue to speak the Word, the Gospel. And what this means is live the Gospel. Live out what God and Jesus Christ has made you to be. Live out the very purpose for which Christ came to this earth. The very thing He came to achieve. That we might be born again and be new people. Live out your lives, your, your persons, your bodies for doing good in God's kingdom. With your mouth, with your lips, praise God and build up your neighbor. It means, and this is how I want to conclude this afternoon, it means we first need to learn to shut up. Now, that's a word we're not supposed to say. Our parents teach us, don't say that. It's not nice, and that's true. But just in this case, I think, especially if we are talking to ourselves, let's, let's say it. it it's harsh in, in a certain way, but it's good to hear it. Shut up. May we follow the Bible's teaching on gossip by teaching our own mouths to be shut unless that mouth will speak appropriately and to the benefit of others. Secondly, let's learn to shut our ears. Let's only participate and talk about others when the intention is for the upbuilding of another person. When the intention is to defend and promote their honor and reputation. In short, let's ensure, let's strive that our talk is always to glorify God in Jesus Christ, to magnify the new creation He is working in us, and to speak and live the gospel. Amen.
Let's now sing together again from Psalm 26. We'll sing the last three stanzas, five, six, and seven of Psalm 26. Let's stand to sing. <laughs> 